Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. We always do our uh, our special episode with my man Shay here. First, before we get into this week, let's talk about UFC 280. Man, you've been giving units out. I need to get on the unit boat because I haven't really been giving units. But I think right now over the last like month, you're up like 39.09 units. Is that right? It's not a month since we started, but it's still good. Yeah, it's still listen. Over a year, that's still good, right? Any amount of any amount of time, that's that's excellent. I got to get on the unit bandwagon here. I got to get on the unit bandwagon. Uh, but let's talk about, dude. Let's talk about a couple things. One, uh, let's talk about Gamrot Dariush. I don't think I devalued Gamrot. Uh, I don't think I overvalued Gamrot. I think I devalued Dariush. Man, he looked incredible. He's made me look stupid a couple times now. I said that on my breakdown earlier this week. I think if you match him with Charles Oliveira, I think he gets the win. I really do. He called out Oliveira. I think he beats Oliveira. I really do. I feel I would I would venture to say that that fight would be plus money Dariush, and I would take that to the bank, and I feel really good about it. I'm tired of betting. I'm tired of look. I'm tired of Benel Dariush making me look stupid. Um, I would, I would, I would take him versus Islam if the odds were right. Like when I was going into this fight, I thought Gamrot will have the better wrestling, and short of Dariush, which cat- he did, which he did, and I thought short of Dariush catching him which he did as well, that Darius should play jiu-jitsu. Darius impressed me so much with his scrambles. Getting back up, he did not concede position. He was not going to allow Gamrat to just win a decision that way. He, um, unbelievable nope. performance. And, you know, for Islam, that's a tough fight because Darius is going to have the better striking and um, he's not going to sit in the bottom and play jiu-jitsu. Like, I think that's a tough fight. He called out Oliveira after. That's why I referenced the Oliveira fight. I love that fight. I'll take Dariush all day. Uh, moving on, Chukagian. You know the rule, golden rule. Uh, Kaylin Chukagian by decision at plus 250. 280? 250 to 280 250? range. I got 260, something like that. I mean, man, I, I play that 10 times out of 10 again. And I, I said this earlier in the week. I said, you guys at home they have to understand the difference between a losing play and a bad play. That is a great example of a great play that lost. I'm good with it all day. No problem. Sean O'Malley versus Pudion. Bro, props to you. Mad props to you. Uh, Sean O'Malley by decision. You played that. And you played Sean O'Malley money line. Uh, dude, I, I, you crushed it. You know what I mean? I didn't think you won the fight, but it's not a robbery by any means. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be upset at that. Uh, you can't be upset at that decision. You just can't, man. It's, it's, it was a close fight. And that's another thing the fans need to understand. They need to understand the difference between a close fight and a robbery, because that was that was not a robbery by any means. And uh, you know, I I did think that I did think that uh, Jan did enough to win that. But hey, man, it's not a robbery. I'm I'm, I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm good. To with me, it. the way I the way the way I feel, I feel round two was clear cut. Jan round three was Sean. Mm-hmm. It came down to round one and how you judged it. Now most people may, gave it to, to Jan, but you know what? You know what I love? I love. I was getting so much shit. Oh, O'Malley's gonna is the better kickboxer. Jan is this Thai guy. He's a Tiger Muay Thai, and then it goes from oh Jan is gonna absolutely destroy him to wait, but he got a takedown at the end of the third round and he controlled him for 15 seconds. It was a bad decision. What happened to the murder? Like like now we're now we're dissecting. Yeah, it was a close fight. 
I said it should be a pick and fight. I do think it was a pick and fight. And I did say that if it was a kickboxing fight, Sean O'Malley would be the far better kickboxer. And he was. And in a kickboxing, this wasn't a kickboxing fight. He still had to recognize, he still had to respect the level changes coming from Jan. If this was straight up, straight up kickboxing fight, there's no question. Any day of the week, Sean O'Malley is the longer, faster guy. He should be favored in a straight up kickboxing fight. Hey, man, talk your shit. Everybody gave you all kinds of grief in the comments. Talk your shit, man. I ain't even mad at you, bro. Sean O'Malley, plus 500 by decision. Cash is good for you, man. Great eye, great eye. I, great eye. I, I'm with it. I'm all fear for it. Uh, we were on, uh, we liked Aljo. Aljo won. Injury, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not here to discuss any of that. He got the win. I thought he looked really good. And just because TJ got hurt doesn't mean I'm going to discredit, uh, Aljo for for I thought he looked good still. I don't know. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. I was if you remember, I was struggling to convince you all week. You know why Aljo is gonna win. I did come up with the takedowns and all that. There were some rumblings that TJ is hurt. You know, so that's sometimes you got to take the rumblings and you got to play it. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. Uh, and then Islam, Islam made it look easy. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, you know we, that was a play that we both liked a lot. So Allahu uh, Akbar. <laughs> and listen, I hope you I guys, it, I hope these guys, like I said, however it shakes out early mm -hmm. on, I hope you guys took all that money, dumped it on Islam. That was about as easy a play as you are ever going to get in this sport. Listen, I, I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some props right here. I don't like throwing you props very often because it goes to your head, but if you guys aren't convinced that this dork in the, with the backwards hat and the sunglasses knows how to bet yet, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to convince you. I mean, like... I, you know what I mean? Like every single week that goes by, this guy's putting up some play that some casual on the comments, oh, there's no way that's going to hit. And then it hits. You know what I mean? Like, dude. And how about and I've this? I've been hanging around this guy. I haven't hanging around you long enough to know that this, this he gets lucky every week. You know what I mean? Like, every, he gets lucky. He gets like every week he gets lucky, guys. Every week he does. And how about this? So not, it, not to, you know, not to discuss the forum and all that, but I did call Islam choke. Submission. Not getting the side control and getting the choke. Not the Kimura, getting the choke. But we won't get into that. No, we won't. We're going to get into UFC Fight Night, which is this week. I'll be there. I'm cornering my man, Joe Holmes. Let's go. We got a tough fight, but I think we're going to get it done. And it is, you know, it is, I, I, obviously, I always, like, I always like my guys. But let's talk about, at first, let's talk about Andre Avlosky versus Marcos de Lima. Man, we have a rule. We have a rule. And uh, it's Andre Avlosky. By split decision, the grass is green, sky is blue, and Andre Avlosky wins by split decision, similar to the Chukagian. I'm breaking the rule this time, man. I don't know how you feel about this fight, but I'm going to break the rule this, this time. Uh, here's here's my thing with Delima. I think he's faster. I think he's stronger. I think he's got more stopping power. My my deficiency on the Lima side is going to be uh, cardio. I think he, he tends to get tired. I just don't think Andre's going to be able to capitalize that. Andre's pace has drastically slowed. I think with age, he's learned how to pace a fight a little bit better. I don't think you're going to see Andre in the third round pressing him hard. Uh, I just think the speed and power of Delima and volume. I think he's got more volume too. The speed and volume are the two biggest things. Like Andre's volume is relatively low, and he never he never seems to like pull away from people. So I feel like Lima's going to get up a round or two, and. Uh, and, and pull away with this fight. I, I could see a 30-27 as well. And I could see some takedowns on the Delima side also. I just, you know, I think we got more uh, we got more ways, more ways to win on the Delima side uh, than, than on the Arlovsky side. What are your thoughts on that? Bro, 
if we have laws, if we don't follow by the laws, like it, total anarchy, we gotta, we gotta, if we have, we have laws for a reason over here. With that said, I do agree that this is a tough matchup for Arlovsky. Um, the way I handicap this fight, I, I, I see this 30% of the time, Dilema winning by decision, 35% of the time, Dilema getting a knockout, 35% of the time, Andre Arlovsky winning via decision. Um, Dilema is gonna have a big power edge. And he, he is fast. The problem for him is that he's fast in straight lines. Like, he doesn't have great lateral movement. Andre does have great lateral movement. If Delima doesn't catch him, I feel like Delima will probably take the first round. I do feel like cardio may be a factor over here. Andre's been, Andre knows how to pace himself tremendously. He doesn't have the best cardio. He just paces himself so well. Delima has been prone to blowing his gas tank. If Delima does not get him out of there, I think you're looking at a 50-50 fight at the end. I'm gonna pl I play Delima straight up, minus 200. It's now steamed a little bit. And I am hedging that off, playing the other side with Olofsky via decision. That's that's exactly where I was gonna go with it. I was I was literally gonna say, there's a certain way to play this fight, but we're gonna save that for the Discord. So you gave it away. All good. All good. No, it's all good, man. That that's the way to play this fight. That's the only way to play this fight, in my opinion. If you wanna if you wanna hedge both sides. Uh, next up, Jacoby versus Roundtree. Uh, Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree. Uh, listen, I'm gonna be biased on this. I'm gonna have a slight bias, but I do feel like my bias is just. You know, I, I, Dustin Jacoby is one of my teammates. And uh, I think he's got a. I think he's got an edge everywhere except for the speed factor here, right? Like I, I don't think he's got speed, but he's long. He's got a fantastic jab, a fantastic low kick, and uh, I, I, I think he's a tough matchup for Roundtree. For me, the only way I see Roundtree winning this fight is if he gets Justin Jacoby out of there, which is no easy task. I, I don't see a scenario where he puts out more volume than Jacoby. Uh, the only way I could really see him win in a decision is if he hurts Jacoby two or three times and you know wobbles him and wins the round that way. But I just don't think over the course of 15 minutes that Khalil Roundtree is better than Dustin Jacoby, which is why I like Jacoby. I could see Jacoby winning by decision. I could see him winning by knockout. Uh, and and I, I, I haven't spoke to him or, or the team on this one or anything like that, but I, I got to think that he's going to initiate the clinch to to take some of that power and speed out of, out of the... Uh, the round tree machine gun. I agree. Um, just quickly, let me just, um, I've been giving my units. Let me get my units. So I had a uh, three quarters of a unit risked on the Lima money line and three quarters of a unit risked on Andre Olowski via decision. Um, as far as Jacoby, I was going to make it a bigger position. I only ended up with a uh, half a unit risked on Jacoby because the line simply got away. I hit minus 150. I was hitting some other plays and the line just climbed. It's now sitting at 170. For me at this current number right now, it's a pass. Definitely a danger factor. Definitely a danger factor for him to be careful about. I do think he's the far better technical fighter. I do not know if I love the grappling um, as a game plan. I feel like he's going to go in there early on. Like I don't feel he's gonna do much. I feel like he'll probably have a he'll be he'll be at a strength disadvantage. Like if he can control him up against the fence, maybe he tires him out a little bit. To me, Jacoby is good, but you gotta shop around. Like you want under minus one seventy for some value on Jacoby, in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, Josh Frim, Treason Gore. Uh, there's a there's a common opponent here, and that is uh, I shouldn't say common opponent, a common denominator here, and that is Cody Brundage, who had just knocked out Treason Gore, and uh, Cody Brundage also happens to be Josh Frim and Dustin Jacoby's teammate. Cody is known for his wrestling, for sure. Frim is not. Frim is a power puncher. He is a kickboxer at heart, and he's got some nasty, nasty knockouts. All that being said, I think what makes Cody striking so dangerous is his ability to take somebody down, right? Uh, 
Frim sitting at, I think he's minus 150-ish range, 55, 60, somewhere in there. Uh, if I'll just say this. If Cody can knock out Gore, Frim sure as hell can knock him out. My, my, my beef with the Frim thing is, is it, the, the way they go about knocking out people, right? Like, it's just... Frim's volume is going to be a little bit lower than than uh, than Cody's, and the and the the takedowns won't be a threat from Frim. So I do think this is a little. Uh, it's a. I don't want to say it's a tougher or easier fight, but it's a different fight than the Brundage matchup. Because if you just say, "Oh, Brundage knocked him out," well, Frim's a striker. Striker uh, strikers are going to knock him out, right? I don't necessarily think the MMA math works like that. I think Frim's volume is going to be lower, and I think uh, he he uh, he doesn't have the threat of the takedown to open up the striking. All that being said, I really like Josh Freeman in this fight. I think I just think he's a better. I think he's a better overall fighter, and uh, I do think it's a, it is a difficult matchup for both of these guys, though. I was initially looking to play Gore in this fight, but the line just keeps coming down. Like uh, some sharp money's been coming in on him. Frem down to like minus one forty five or so, which helps your if you like Frem over there. Uh, to me, Frem's gonna have the straighter shots, a li- little better technically, um, just not enough volume. Like he. he He's not. He doesn't throw a lot of combinations. It's like a lot of one twos. And if Gore is just you know sound defensively, he can get out of the way. And Gore is probably more explosive even than Josh Friend. To me, this is a tough fight to handicap. Um, if it goes down any lower, I may dabble with some Friend. Currently, at the moment, I have no outstanding position on this fight. Waldo Acosta, Jared Vandera. Here's my problem with Jared Vandera. You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say. I don't like his fight IQ. I hate it. I hate it. He just fought Chase Sherman. This is my biggest beef with fighters as a whole today. Chase Sherman, clearly a great, I would say a great striker, a better striker than Vandera. Vandera has a clear-cut path to victory to beat Chase Sherman, which is what, Shay? Take him down. Take him down. In 15 minutes' time, how many takedown attempts did he make? I don't understand it. I wish I could have him in front of me. I know he's a great dude. I've met him before. He's an awesome human. I just don't understand. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's his team. I don't know the the, the idea of that. I don't understand it. I'll tell I you what it is. It. Um, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, go ahead, please. bonus. That's the problem with the bonus. Nah. There's no other way. There's no way you so, wanted man. a knockout. There's no other. Otherwise, it's just I have no answer yeah. for you. That's the only thing I can think of. He was looking for a knockout. Yeah. And I okay, so so all that being said, it's really difficult difficult for me to play a fighter that doesn't have the fight IQ. He doesn't use it. I don't even know Acosta that well. I don't. I for me, I'm staying away from this fight. Uh, I don't like anybody on this fight. I just Jared Vandera's fight IQ really bothers me. Couldn't agree with you more, and it bothers me. And unlike you, I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna slam Acosta over here. Acosta, say what you want about him, has great boxing. He's a good striker. Vandera, terrible boxing. If he was getting out, he was getting cleaned up by, sorry, I keep forgetting his name. What was his name again? Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman is not as good a striker as Acosta is. Not even close. Even if Vandera did fight this fight intelligently, I think Acosta probably wins. When you have, you got to figure the odds are at least 50% that he just fights like a moron again. If that happens, Acosta's going to clean him up. It's just not going to be a fair fight. The strike, the speed, the hands, the defense. Vandera's just a bad striker. Some of those looping shots he was throwing at Sherman, those telegraph looping. How many times did he throw that check looping hook? Even when Sherman's chin was there, he missed. Like it was just, it was just ugly to see. I think Acosta beats him easily. To me, that's a unit to win on Acosta. I'm sorry, you're gonna fight like a moron. 
I'm gonna bet against you. That's just the way it is. You won't you won't uh, hear a peep from me. Uh, Means versus Griffin, co-main event. Tim Means, Max Griffin. Uh, I like both these guys a lot. I really do. Uh, I came up in the game with Tim Means, and I like Max Griffin a lot. I thought he's looked much improved lately. But for me in this fight, I see a guy that's kind of I see the years catching up with him, and then I see Max Griffin that's getting better every every fight. Uh, I don't have a strong stance on this, but I I I don't. Uh, when I'm capping a fight, it's really hard to judge momentum, right? Like where a fighter is going, but you can't really put a price on that. But if but there is something there, here, you know, I, I unless you know unless so, and sometimes we do see this. Sometimes we will see a vet that's like, oh, he's out of there, and then you're like, oh, holy shit, where did you know what I mean? Like where did this come from? I, there was one I was just thinking of. Uh, recently that that I wrote off and then I was like wait a second this guy just looked incredible you know so uh it does happen but I, I see one guy in Max Griffin that his stock is going up and I see one guy in Tim Means not that he's bad it's just the years are catching up and he's getting older like it's just father time is undefeated you know so I don't have a strong stance on this but I, I definitely lean uh Max Griffin you know, at the minus 190, 200 range, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, that's why we have you on the show. You know, I don't, I don't tell, t tell us your thoughts on this. Honestly, like, just from breaking down the film, if I'm not looking at anything you just discussed, I would probably play Means over here as a dog. Like, I feel like he's a little undervalued. The problem for me is, again, I don't know where, is, is there a drop off now? Is he on the tail end? Like, that momentum thing you just discussed, it is real. There's confidence involved True. in that, and there is skill deterioration. Like, some guys just get older. I don't know if Means is already on the back end. To me, I just I have to pass on this fight. There's just too many factors over here. I do not know how to set a line. When I have a big position, generally, it's because I set a clear hard line. I set Means 160. Odds makers give me plus 200. I know where I stand. Over here, I'm having trouble setting the initial line. So there's just no way I can find any value. I have no idea what the right side is over here. Uh, lastly, coming event UFC Fight Night, Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen. Uh, I've seen a little bit of flip-flopping. It seems like... Arnold Allen is anywhere from a pick'em to a minus one thirty. I've seen. Uh, to me, I, I, I I'm kind of in the same boat. Not not that I feel like either one of these guys are going up and down, but there it's such conflicting information. So I'm just going to tell you my my thought process when I look at this fight. Technically, I think these guys are very similar, right? I think these guys are very similar technically. Um, I think Arnold Allen is going to look to mix his game up a little bit. I think he's going to look to mix in the takedowns a little bit more than Cater would. Cater's got great take, takedown defense, so I don't think that's – it's kind of a wash to me. But if you guys are leaning Arnold Allen, I like the over four and a half in this fight or the fight to go the distance. If there's a finish in this fight, I do believe more times than not that it's going to be on the Cater side. My one problem with seeing a young kid like this in Arnold Allen in – Big shows is five rounds. Cater's been there. Cater's tried and tested through and through. Pass with flying colors, man. Sometimes when you see these guys get drugged into the deep end, they change. The the and 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 Calvin Cater seems to be the guy to do that. Look at the Giga Chikazi fight, right? Like it, Giga was a monster in three rounds, but Cater made him look like he made him look bad, man. Five rounds is different. It's a different. It's a, it's another fight, really, you know. So if there's a finish, I more times than not I see it being on the Cater side. If it goes to decision. I could see both guys winning a decision. Uh, but I would favor Arnold Allen just because I think he's going to mix his game up a little bit more. So 
I guess what we're asking for me is, is uh, you know, we have experience and we have youth here. Not that Cater's old, but he's got way more experience. He's got the power to finish. He's got the experience uh, in fights and five-round experience. And he's got the durability. With Allen, I think he mixes his game up a little bit better. Uh, he's got youth on his side. And he's been in some some big fights. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm very conflicted on this. To me, this is a true pick em fight. Um, and I can give you a case both ways on why I think either guy is going to win. You know what I mean? So, uh, this is a true pick em fight. And I would I would put this right at, at pick em odds. I think they, they've, they've capped this correctly. If I had to... Uh, if I had to sway a line one way or the other, it would probably be on the Allen side just because he mixes his game up a little bit better. But if there's a finish, I think it's going to go on the Cater side. So I'm very conflicted on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, though. I don't think this fight. I I, I don't think this fight is going to be very close. To be honest with you, I watched a really? lot of film on this fight. Yeah, let me give you my quick scouting report. Calvin, I Cater. think I know who you're going to play, but let's hear it. All right, Calvin Cater, great chin, like as durable as it gets. When he gets into his flow. When he gets into his flow offensively, he's unstoppable. He's tremendous. Like, you're going to get a performance like Giga. When he's put on his back foot, when the pressure's on him, got some good counters, but as we saw in the Holloway fight, and even with the Josh Emma fight, some, not always the best. Great cardio he's got. Subpar speed for me. Like, when I watched the, broke down the film, I was surprised that he was not... I thought he'd be faster. Especially his lateral movement. Like, his lateral movement isn't great. Lastly, he does rely on, tend to rely on his hands a little too much. Like, he doesn't mix up his game very much, which, which, what, which you did touch on. Arnold Allen, tremendous speed. Like, when, you, when I pulled up the film, I was a lot faster than I thought. Very good lateral movement. To me, this is something, you know, you're the coach. When, when I got an orthodox fighter versus a southpaw, the number one thing I'm always looking at is who's better at cutting the cage off and keeping his lead leg on the outside. Because, like, it's going to be, like, if Cater, Cater's going to have to circle to his right. He wants to land the right cross, and he wants to, he wants to stay away from the left hand. Allen wants this fight moving. He wants Cater moving to his left. Two differences over here. Number one, I feel like Cater is very lead-like heavy and does not have great lateral movement. If, I think there's going to be a lot of low lead calf kicks from Arnold Allen in this fight. That's number one. Number two, the speed, the lateral movement, when it's so much better for Arnold Allen, I feel like he's going to be the one to dictate the movement, the dance, the flow. Cater is not as good when he's not dictating the flow, the pace, and I feel like it's going to be Allen landing the left hands as opposed to Cater getting the outside, landing the right hand. I feel like Allen's going to dictate, he's going to have the better lateral movement. He's going to dictate where this fight goes, the dance. He's going to lead the dance. But even if he doesn't in some intervals, Cater is too lead leg heavy. Allen's going to mix up his game more. A lot of calf kicks if he's intelligent. Better speed. I love Arnold Allen. This is a two-unit play for me, a rear two-unit play for me to win two units. I absolutely love Arnold Allen. I sprinkled in a little bit of Allen via decision. And I played off of James' recommendation. I put a half unit on the over four and a half rounds. Let me ask you this. Where do you think the line would be if Cater would have won a split decision against Josh Emmett. Honestly, I don't think it would have, it would be that different. Maybe you're looking at five cents or something like that, based on really. It isn't it isn't the way it used to be where public perception is driving so much of the line. A lot of the lines, you know, it's just driven by big action, by sharps, by whales, by it's just 
the public perception of, oh, he won. The people that are looking at the topology and they're like, oh, Cater's on X. You know, he's just won a couple in a row. I'm going to bet Cater. That's not a very big factor. It's worth something. Five cents is a big deal in betting. But it, every penny counts. But not, 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 I don't think there'll be, there would have been a huge difference. Oh, so we talked about, we talked about uh, the hand speed. One of the things, and you talk about this a lot, and I think this is really important. Like, one of the things that... Uh, I think it's important to note that, especially with longer guys, it's, it, it favors, ah, it doesn't favor longer guys, but longer guys have a tendency to look slower. So one of the things that you, if, if you, and this is just for the people at home capping, and I, I would venture to say that you don't, haven't looked at this. I'm just going to say it anyway. If you're going to look at somebody and you're going to call them slow, the, the, if I ever call somebody slow, if I ever watch them watch film and I say that person looks slow, the next thing that I do is I look at their hand placement. Because if their hand placement is way back here, it takes a longer time to go here. But if their hand placement is out in front, they don't have to be fast to, to, to throw that out. So, uh, and, then, and then hand motion, right? Like if everything looks like if, if it looks like a punch, that's a big deal too. I don't think Cater does that a lot. I don't think he's slow, but I do think maybe, I don't think he's as slow as you're saying though. Like I, he's, the, the speed advantage for sure is on Arnold Allen. Let, let me rephrase, like, you touched on a great point. For example, um, Kevin Holland is a long dude, and he's very fast. He looks fast on tape. Mm -hmm. But that's because he fights like a small guy. He's closing range. Correct. John Jones does not fight fast at all because he's long. He's staying behind the elevator kick. He's staying behind the jab. It's how you're fighting. Calvin Cater, is he fast with his combinations? Absolutely. Does he have fast hands? Yes. Is he fast when he's pressing and look, he thinks he has you hurt? Yes. His lateral movement, he's slow. He's not fast. He's not dancing around you. In that regard, he's not that fast. Arnold Allen is quicker. Quicker. Not necessarily, does he, is he going to be faster in the pocket? Like if they're exchanging a big heavy combo, is he going to outland them? Not necessarily. But he's got better lateral movement, and he's faster on the outside. I feel like Allen is going to be able to dictate where the fight takes place more. And in that regard, he's going to be faster. Plus, Cater's very lead leg heavy. If you're lead leg heavy looking for the one, a lot of Cater stuff is coming off the one. One check hook, one two. When you're lead leg heavy and you're off the one, you're going to have slower lateral movement. There's just, you got to give something to get something. And in this fight, Southpaw versus Orthodox, I feel like lateral movement is going to be such a huge key, which is why I absolutely love Arnold Allen. Never mind the fact that Cater has been in some wars, he has taken a lot of damage. Allen is the younger, fresher fighter, faster in my opinion. Plus, there's going to be more diversity for him. He can, if I, I would love to see Allen go for that lead calf kick. I think that's going to be a huge weapon. And then, you know, then move to your left. Then dictate where, then dictate where the fight takes place. Look for that left hand down the pipe. I feel like it's going to be there. I love Allen Allen in this fight. Listen, I love it. I, I, great. I mean, it's great insight. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You brought some great points to the to the table on all this. You know, so uh, man, you crushed it last week. Great work. And uh, man, this week this it's kind of a weak weak card, but I I think there's some good matchups on this. You know, Jacoby Roundtree, Frim Gore's got uh, Cater Allen's got all the, those. That's his main card alone. You know what I mean? Arlovsky like, uh, Delima. I love that fight. Yeah, there, dude. There's a lot of there, this could be a really good card. So once again, guys, make sure if you guys aren't in the Discord, make sure you join. This guy's this guy's in the Discord every day, throwing out just you know NBA bombs, NFL bombs, MLB bombs. And MMA bombs, as you guys see. We don't have a we don't have a ball sports show. Maybe we need to start one. So cash those checks, guys. We'll see you guys next week.